What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Pinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. Ray, my man, it's the rankings that we have been waiting for. We are Between Two Tackles, but we love the big uglies. We got the tackle class. How are we doing, buddy? Yeah, I mean, for uh, our native Jets, this is going to be the biggest class of the of the draft. I mean, they, Joe they, Douglas is tuning in right now. Yo, dude, for sure. Dude, the Jets are nonstop calling me. I told them I don't want Rex Hogan's job right now. It's fine. Actually, they're they're trying to charge me three thousand dollars for season tickets when they just had an abortion of a season. But <laughs> besides that, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, but yeah, this this tackle class is good. It's uh, it's another one. I feel like I keep saying it, but like a lot of different variety. Like it's like pretty much like whatever you feel like. It's I feel like a lot of it's just personal preference of a type of player that you like. Um, and that's probably what's going to cause the uh, differences in ratings and also just a lot of projection on some of these guys because. There are a few that have not played a lot of football, but when you look at them, you're just like, God damn, like that's an NFL tackle. I've ever seen one. Right. And I think one of the other things that's really interesting about this tackle group, um, especially in our top sevens, there's a lot of right tackles too. Yeah, exactly. Which is very interesting. So you almost have to project some guys to the left side. Um, not that it makes you too much of a difference, I think, in today's NFL, um, but it is something that NFL teams are going to talk about. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. I feel like nowadays, uh, especially, I just feel like a tackle is a tackle, man. I, I I understand, like, especially with just like, the mobility that everyone has, where it's like you're not just a fucking sitting, like a, a sitting rock back there. Like you're gonna have to move eventually. So I feel like the just uh, quarterback's awareness and and all that kind of makes it seem like just the they think the the difference in value between left tackle and right tackle is shrinking and shrinking. And uh, yeah, I think so. I think every all tackles are important, right? Um, I agree though. This is a really good group. I think, um, I would put this up with the wide receivers and the edges as the, the best groups in the class. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, who you got at number seven for me at seven, I got, uh, Jordan Morgan from Arizona. So this is a guy he's got 37, I think career starts at left tackle throughout the course of four or five years. I think five years, actually, I think he's a red shirt, right? Um, and he's back-to-back first team, all Pac-12 uh, left tackle. So really great production. I think in 2022, he had allowed one sack with 17 total pressures and two penalties. And then he followed it up this year with two sacks, 15 total pressures and four penalties. So consistent over two years. He's someone who kind of dealt with a lot of injuries early on in his career. I think the first two or three years, he missed. He was in and out of the line, missing some time. So that's going to come back, I think, uh, in like some interviews and medical evaluations. For uh, for me, the first thing I noticed with him is just his hand power. He's, his punch is strong. And I feel like it just visibly deters rushers. And also, it's good because he uses his hands in, independently. Just constantly swiping with one uh, while punching with another. I really like that about him. Uh, really good anchor and flexibility, too, surprisingly. He, this is the type of guy who uh, his build, you wouldn't suspect it. He's pretty thick, especially in the lower half. But I, I love when he, um, he drops his pad level when rushers try to dip underneath his blocks and he really matches their, um, their angles and whatnot. So that's pretty impressive. And then also just the versatility in his game. He's not the best athlete, but he's got plenty of range in uh, the run game. I think he can play in both a, a zone and a gap scheme. And also he can play guard as well. I know a lot of people are projecting him to be a guard. When I watched him over the summer, I thought his arms were really long. But uh, they came in at the Senior Bowl just under 33, so I don't think it's like a deterrence where like he can't play tackle. But some teams, I think, are definitely going to view him as a guard. 
this is, he's six, just under six five, just under thirty three inch arms, but his hands are what stands out. Ten and three quarters inch hands. So, boy's got some paws on him. He weighed at three twelve as well. Um, on the cons, like I said, he's not the most gifted athlete. I think he's average athleticism. So it's not something that's going to uh, really be too much of a negative on him. But in a classic with a bunch of freaks that we'll, we're going to talk about, it definitely stands out. I would say. Um, his, I mentioned his hand strength being a, a pro, but his accuracy can be a little erratic at times. It kind of drift outside. I think it led to a lot of holes uh, the last couple of years. And then I mentioned it earlier, the injury history as well. I think those are uh, some questions to be had. I think we saw with Mekhi Becton in, like, firsthand when your tackles just can't get on the field and just can't, like, stop getting hurt. It definitely will hinder his development a little bit. So, But he has had back-to-back uh, healthy seasons, so that's definitely something that isn't as worrisome as well. Uh, overall, I think he's an NFL starting lineman right now. He's got power. He's got uh, replacement-level athleticism that should allow him to survive at tackle, but he may be best suited as guard uh, at the next level. But overall, just an NFL starter from day one. Yeah, I also have Jordan Morgan at seven. agree with a lot of the things you said. Um, I wasn't as in love with maybe his power as you were, but I think I liked his technique and hand fighting a little bit better than you. And I think um, in each of what we're talking about, they kind of equal out. Um, but I do really like the player. I think it's a, an extremely high floor player that he is. Extremely experienced, like you said. He's got a uh, almost 2,400 snaps at left tackle over his career. That's outstanding, especially in a class, like you said, for a guy, a lot of guys who are inexperienced. Um, team captain as well, which we always love to see. Um, I still think even though he has had ex- some good experience, I still think his football IQ is growing. I think there were a couple plays that I saw where he complicit, completely missed on stunts and blisses, um, just didn't even see guys. So, I think he's still growing as a player, and I think some of those injuries and missed time hurt him a little bit. But I agree. I think I think this is a guy that you can start out at tackle from day one. Maybe you kick him inside, but I think he does have a good shot to stick at a left tackle in the NFL. Um, I think we're going to have a lot of the same guys, especially in our top seven. So I'm going to keep it going here. Um, I'm going to go to my number six. I have Tyler Guyton at six. Um where you got? Where you got Guyton? Yeah, I got Guyton at six as well. Oh my god, we're gonna have the same fucking list. All right, um, Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma, um, six six three nineteen, um, at the senior at the Senior Bowl, had outstanding measurables. I forget what exactly what his arm length was. Thirty four have... and a thirty four and a quarter, ten inch um, hands, and he was actually six seven, so he's even taller than he was listed in uh, on the team website, which is pretty rare to see ridiculous um a 72.9 pass blocking grade a 60.5 run blocking grade zero sacks and 12 pressures allowed this season um i would argue to say that this is the best athlete of the group um he just floats around the field at, at his size it's it's pretty unbelievable to see the way he moves he looks like a basketball player shocking he was a former basketball player in high school um He's got a lean athletic frame with really good mobility. It shows when he mirrors and when he gets to the second level. Um, he played a little D-tackle and tight end in high school, so shows in the way he, the way that he moves. He's got long arms. He can redirect and displace edge rushers easily. Um, when his hand placement is right, and I'm, we're going to get to that because it's all over the place, um, when it is right, he is just really tough to get by because he's got such good feet and he is really strong. Um, he's also got a nasty streak to him. He looks to finish plays, especially in the run game. Um, 
even if he's not blocking the right guy, he looks to finish them. So again, um, there are just things he needs to clean up technically and football IQ wise, but he's just got such a high ceiling. Um, I think this dude is destined for round one. Um, one other thing I wanted to note, he was a real vocal leader at the senior bowl. They talked about that a lot, that he was talking basically the whole practices with the offensive linemen talking about what the edges were trying to do to them, how they were going to combat that. Um, so I really love that being a vocal leader. Some of the cons, like I said, this is an extremely high variance player. Um, it's up and down. There are some times where he looks like he could be the first tackle drafted in this class. There are other times where he, sh- he looks like he should be a third round pick. That's just the, the nature of who this player is right now. The technique needs a complete overhaul. He wins a lot just on pure athleticism. The hand placement is erratic. The feet can be a mess. This dude needs coaching in the NFL for sure. Um, I also think he needs to play with better leverage um, and really sink that butt uh, to get a good strong anchor because he can be susceptible to counters and not holding his block all the way through when he's standing a little too upright. But like I said, the athletic traits are just too much to deny, and he's going to be a first-round pick. Yeah, I think you describe him as a player pretty uh, perfectly almost. I think the obviously the raw athleticism says a lot. I thought I would have agreed with you that he's probably the best raw athlete in the class until uh, I think I watched one of these other guys I'm going to mention I think may even rival him. But he, he's an easy mover. He's got plenty of range. I think I, it was intriguing. I heard him talk about in like a senior bowl interview that he loves run blocking, especially in space. He loves going one-on-one with corners, which is just – the ultimate bully mentality, but yeah. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of funny to think about. Um, one one of the cons you didn't really me- – I mean, you mentioned his erratic hand placement, which I think is just pretty obvious when you watch, but I, I don't know why he just gives like, – I don't know if it's because of that erraticness and inaccuracy with his hands. It just almost seems like a little uncoordinated and just not really fully together. I don't know if maybe he's still growing into his body. I don't know when he had this, like, freakish growth spurt, but he, does, he doesn't look like he's totally – playing within himself and under control, especially when he's out in space. I feel like sometimes his arms are just kind of flailing around, but um, it's easy to see why he, like you said, he's going to be a first round pick and there's going to be some growing pains, you know, maybe even, I mean, I know the Eagles are a popular spot for a mox. If he can even sit and learn a year under like Lane Johnson would be intriguing, but you get, I think you have to play him, just get him out there and just going to have to deal with some of the growing pains, but the flashes of the athleticism are really going to make this, Early on, you're going to see it, and it'll give you more patience and allow you to wait. Right. So, yeah, he's got all pro potential. Right. Uh, we both had him at number six. Who you got at number five? At five, this is the guy I kind of hinted at. I think he's an even better athlete than him. He's Amarius Mims from Georgia. <laughs> I got him at five, too. <laughs> Love it. We're, we're just so similar, bro. I know. Hey. Um, this is guy listed six seven three thirty. so similar build but i think he's even just this thicker thicker yeah definitely thicker uh he's got those long ass arms as well he was he's a true junior number 20 overall player um i guess just off the cuff you have to mention he's only played 803 career snaps and as opposed to what you say jordan morgan played like 2400 2400 yeah so he's got a third of the time as jordan jordan morgan does so this is another player who's raw but when you look at this guy i think what people the way the, the way people are talking about Tyler Guyton, especially during the Senior Bowl week, I feel like if Amarius Mims was there, they it, all the rave would be on him because this is a guy where I just feel like 
you see him, it's like, oh, this is a pro ball tackle. Like he just, he, I think this guy is the type of guy who floats when he moves. And similar, not similar, I guess like the opposite of guy. And I feel like he plays within himself. He plays controlled. I don't get that feeling that he's a little uncoordinated and kind of like all over a place, like a bull in the china shop. Like he's, his hands are very direct. He's got a solid and strong punch. And he's another one. He uses his hands independently, which I love. I saw a lot on tape where he's punching with one hand and swiping down with his right, with his uh inside hand rather. Uh, he's got a really good solid anchor where he doesn't give up any ground when someone gets in on his chest. He's, he can drop his hips and just absolutely his feet just get dug in. Uh, he's another one really solid uh, range as a run blocker. On The one negative with that, though, is he's not a finisher. I know you mentioned with Tyler Guyton. I feel like with Mims, someone who's that big and that so physically imposing, I want him to just like kind of just step on fucking people and kind of just like throw his weight around and just show be the alpha that he looks like. And I feel like I just don't get that sense. Maybe it's because he was banged up all year and he missed some time where I'm going to talk about this. He just doesn't want to like throw his body around too much. I don't know, but that's one thing I noticed. And then also just the injury history and the overall inexperience. This is another guy similar to Guyton. You're going to have to play through through some uh, speed bumps. It's just going to happen. It just comes with the territory. But if you have the patience and you have the system in place to help develop this guy, I think this guy, if he played all year, he would be in my top three or two tackles. And I'm, I'd confidently say that. Um, yeah, this was a guy I had at number two over summer. Um, fell in love with the athletic traits, but I also fell in love with his game last year and just the limited snaps he had. Um, he was awesome in last year's playoff against Ohio State. Did an outstanding job against Jack Sawyer and JTT. Um, I really like what you said. I think this dude can anchor with the best of them in, in the class. Um, that fucking ass can sit. His hip and core flexibility for a guy that's 330 pounds is really, really impressive. Um, you mentioned the hand strength and the grip strength can just erase people. Just When he gets his hands on you, you really can't go anywhere. I wrote the pure strength is just superhuman. Um, you can rarely push him back when his feet are under him. And I think upside-wise, I would argue to say that he has the highest ceiling of anybody in the class. Um, Fair. The way you talked about it, his athletic traits and the length. Um, I want to talk about the run blocking this season, the way you mentioned. I wrote, I think he, I, I'll preface this by saying, last uh, offseason when we were doing summer scouting, I loved him in the run game. I thought he was a finisher. I thought he really took um, notes from, from Broderick Jones, who he played on the opposite side of, who was an absolute mauler in the run game. I thought he took after Broderick Jones a little bit. Um, and I think this season, I wrote, I think he regressed in his run blocking. I really liked his temperament in 2022, but he wasn't destroying people in 2023 in the second level. And I wrote, could this be an injury confidence issue where he just doesn't feel comfortable doing it? Um, wow. You know, he had, he had that tightrope surgery. So obviously a big guy putting a lot of mass down on that ankle is tough. So maybe he wasn't fully ready to to get out on the second level, use his full speed, and really finish people. Um, so I went back to to 2022, and I saw the finishing mentality. So I know it's there. Um, so hopefully, once he's fully healthy, that comes back out. But like I said, I think this dude could have the highest upside of anybody in the class. It's pretty crazy that we saw the same thing, and like even that was that speculation I just had was kind of just off the cuff too. It's pretty funny that you had that written down, right. but. Yeah, it's easy to see this guy's potential. Um, I, it's funny because I think over summer scouting, I don't remember what I had him as, but I think I may have had him at five still. I wasn't really that sold 
Um, but I watched them, I think, again last night, and I feel like everything that people say about Tyler Guyton, you could say even more so with this guy. Yeah. How do you feel? I know we have we talk about the Mackay Becton disease of taking these big tackles. How do you feel about taking these big tackles coming off an injury? That I see, I was gonna say I don't mind big tackles, I mind big tackles who can't stay on the field. So um I'm rooting for Amarius Mims on a team that's not the New York Jets. Just I don't need the I don't need that kind of anxiety. Like I don't know where you have grade wise Mims to Guyton, but are you taking Guyton over Mims? No, I mean, if I have to take either of them, I'm going to go with Mims. I think. Okay, I'd go. I, would Mims, I have Mims, uh, pretty much the same grade, but just a little bit more, a little higher. But okay. yeah, I just think, I just think, like I said, I think just the fact that he plays so composed and within himself, and I just feel like he's just a little bit more. I don't know. I think composed, I guess, is like the the best word I can describe use to describe it. And I don't know like what else it is besides the accuracy in the hands, but I just feel like. I don't know. I just feel like he he's at, just accuracy. I think that's really what it comes down to. All right. All right. Let's move on to number four. I'll go here. Um, I got Talise Fuaga at four. Shocker. Me too. <laughs> All right. Uh, the boys at BTT giving the viewers uh, the best insights, which is the same fucking rankings. Um, Talise Fuaga, 6'5", 374, 79.9 um, pass blocking grade. 90.9 run blocking grade, zero sacks allowed, 12 pressures allowed this season. Um, I mentioned that run blocking grade. Best part of his game, this dude is an absolute mauler finisher in the run game. He eliminates people in the second level. It's the best part of his game. It's honestly a pleasure to watch tape like that when you are just finishing linebackers and safeties in the second level. I love it. Um, this dude plays with excellent leverage. His pad level is always low. Guy fires out of his stance, has really sturdy base, can sit down, can anchor. Um, and then the last thing that I really wrote, the heavy hands. This dude has got great grip strength, um, can redirect and create lanes or keep pass rushers in front of him with his big hands, great grip strength. Um, and then team captain and competitive nature was the other things that I wrote. I want my offensive linemen to be to be fiery. I want them to be team captains. This guy has it in spades, showed it at the Senior Bowl. Um, obviously, he was a big talk of the Senior Bowl. Some of the weaknesses right now, the arm length, it's not elite, but I do think he's fine to play tackle. A lot of people have mentioned uh, him kicking inside. I do think he could start out at tackle, and I think he'll be fine there. Um, the hit flexibility was an interesting one for me. Um, his kick slide is really short, and I'm not sure if he could just can't extend that far so rushers can cross his face or they could take the edge with speed just because that kick slide isn't getting out too far um so something that they may want to may want to work on and then he can get a little over aggressive and lunge and miss on counters he also had eight penalties this year which i want to see get cleaned up but this dude has been on a steady rise i think he's bound for a top 13 pick i would say um and he's a, he's a damn good offensive lineman. And if the Jets took him at 10, I would be happy. Yeah, I mean, we see him uh, eerily similar, actually. Uh, so I had stiffer athlete. I was pretty concerned with the flexibility. That said, um, the senior bowl, I feel like, helped relieve some of that concern. In particular, his anchor, uh, he, he is strong, dude. I didn't realize on tape, especially in pass protection, how strong he was. But I can't remember who the rep was against. Was it? 
was Latu on the same team as him? I think it may have been Latu. There was one where the, one of the rushers ran into his chest, and like he didn't like really get his hands on, it, and he just kind of just sat him down, and just they just stopped. Like he's that strong. Uh, so that that trait was something that was kind of new to me. I had to go back and watch, and I, I saw it on tape, but I was surprised at the Senior Bowl just how evident it was. Um, but you mentioned it. He, this guy, you can't talk about this guy without talking about the run blocking. He is a fucking, uh, he's just a truck. He just he's a he's a snowplow. Honestly, yeah. he just clears the way. He can in both gap and uh, zone schemes. He has plenty of range. He he's at his best, I think, when he's asked to get to the second level. He just erases linebackers. But he's also someone who you visibly see him move the line of scrimmage off oh, snap. Like you said, he fires out of his stance and he just gets fucking yards for them. Um, on the negatives, I, the foot speed. I think you mentioned it with the kick slide, but he just has these really short, choppy strides. Uh, and they can kind of, once he gets into um, contact, if someone's still trying to get his edge, I feel like his feet kind of slow down too. So that's really where my biggest concern with this guy comes. I don't know how confident I am with him blocking on an island right now. I've mentioned it, I want to say, a couple months ago. That's why I think I really do think as a guard, he would be an absolute elite prospect. And I don't view him that much differently, whether it's between tackle and guard. I feel like I don't feel comfortable and high or great on him if he's that guard, just because in pass pro, it's just a little bit less uh, responsibility. But uh, this is a guy, I don't think he's, uh, you said a top 13 pick. He very well may go there. I view him as a top 20 player, though. I think I'm a little lower on him maybe than you are. Uh, but he's someone who I think he'll be a solid pro at tackle as long as that uh, pass protection holds up. But at guard, I can see him being an all pro. Yeah, so I it's think, interesting. I think right now my top four, I think I have them all as top 15 or 16 players. Um, I'm very high on the on this, on this tackle group. Um, all right, let's keep it rolling. Oh, for, for viewers who are listening and maybe they were – thinking they were going to get um, Troy Fontenau or Graham Barton. We have moved them to the interior portion of our rankings. So if you were looking for them, they will be in that rankings at a later date. Uh, both very good players, both players that Ray and I are, are really high on. Um, and I think if I was to slot, let's say Fontenau in just as an offensive lineman prospect, he would have been at seven for me. Yeah, I view, I view him and Jordan Morgan very similarly. Um, Agreed. But yeah. All right, let's keep it rolling. Who you got at number three? At three, I this one was tough, dude. I almost flipped up the my top three. Let's, have, let's get the same rankings. Uh, I'm going Joe Alt at three. I though. know we don't have it. <laughs> nice. All right. I have Joe Alt, though, at number one. We finally have something different. <laughs> it's just, it was so tough for me to make this decision. Um, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to I just don't think Joe Alt has the ceiling the other two do, which it could come Fair. back to bite me in the ass. Uh, but he, this guy is so consistent. This is a three-star recruit who came in from day one as a starter at left tackle for Notre Dame, uh, who played three seasons there. Uh, as a sophomore, he had no sacks, eight total pressures allowed, uh, and only one penalty. And this past season, one sack, five total pressures, and two penalties on 713 snaps. So this guy is just ultra consistent. I think my number one trait when it comes to this guy is just the hand placement and accuracy. Is It's Damn near perfect. His hands are always in the right spot. They never drift outside. And he's got a strong punch as well where uh, he can just drive rushers back and stop them in their tracks. Um, this guy plays and also 6'8", 315, I think I mentioned it. You wouldn't tell what the pad level this guy plays at. He gets so low and plays with such leverage, in particular in the run game. Um, I think he's best in the gap scheme. And when he can just – when his job is just to move the man in front of him – 
he can he hits them with such a perfect leverage and he can just move bodies uh really impressive to see uh scheme versatile like i mentioned i think i think he could play in a uh, a zone scheme he's just that type of player but i think i personally prefer him in like a, a more man up gap scheme where he can just be responsible for moving the guy in front of him or even down blocking a little bit uh and then awareness with this guy you can just tell he's played even a day one star just because the awareness he picks up stunts and blitzes like it's nothing i feel like nothing really ever gets past this guy uh, in terms of like mentally like he's never holding no penalties really uh he's just a really clean prospect as clean as they come uh the cons why i don't have him higher i would say is just again this isn't the best mover of the bunch i don't think he's bad by any means but when you compare him to an Olu Fashanu or and a JC Latham who I have ahead of him. I just like their feet a little bit more. I trust them a little bit more to uh, stop those uh, speed rushers on the outside. Uh, his, his 23 tape definitely improved. Like 22, I was concerned. I think in summer scouting, I said I think I almost prefer him playing a right tackle. Uh, I think that question's alleviated. He can be a blindside protector, no doubt. But um, still, just in terms of overall athleticism and movement skills, he's just not what J.C. Latham and Olu Fashanu are. So I, I I had to knock them down for that a little bit. Um, but overall, I mean, there really aren't many other flaws with him. I don't really see much. I think his anchor is good. Um, he's he's one of the cleanest prospects in the class. Uh, he's a top eight player for me. I think he's going to be a day one starter. Whether he has all pro t- uh, potential, I don't know if that's the case. But I think he's someone who will be a 10-year starter and – no team will complain uh, who who takes this guy. Yeah, I honestly think uh, Joe Thomas. When I when I think of this guy, honestly, damn, that's a I I really do think this dude is going to walk into the league and be like a top twelve tackle from from day one. Um, you said it, arguably the cleanest prospect. I think I'm trying to think off the top of my head who's cleaner, and maybe Brock Bowers just because of the position that he plays and Marv maybe Marv. Um, but super clean. Um, I love everything you said. The lower half is sturdy. It's powerful. The leverage that he plays with at 6'7", 6'8", is just unbelievable, honestly. You could tell his father was a former pro. You could tell in the way that he plays the game, the way he thinks the game, like you said, picking up stunts and blitzes. Nothing gets by him. Um, The hand strength is just unbelievable. Just can redirect anybody at any time. An enforcer in the run game. Um, and I think all of that technique, like you said, he's not the best athlete of the group. I think he is still a good athlete. Um, maybe he's not top three tackle in the league athlete upside. Um, but I think with his technique and his frame, it makes up for the lack of athleticism and that he's just going to be able to comfortably come in, um, and play tackle right away in a, uh, on a really good NFL team. So, I, I love me some some Joe Alt. I do think at the end of the day, I think he's gonna be the first tackle off the board. You think so? Yeah. I, I mean, I keep saying I that that um that spot in Tennessee at seven, right? They pick seven. Mm-hmm. That, that just seems tailor made for a guy like him. Just the whole culture of that roster too. Um, I just feel like that's probably the perfect spot for him. But that being said, I guess they do have a what's it called a um regime change. So. Maybe Callahan wants to bring in more of a true pass protector in Olu with the upside, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, think about that left side though. Him and Skaronsky. Yeah, nasty, Ooh. clean, disgusting, clean white boys. Jeez, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's go to two. Uh, I guess we have the same guy at two because you have Latham at one. 
Um, Owu Fashanu. Whoa, I didn't say I've Latham at one. Yeah, you did. I don't think I did, but I do. <laughs> you, 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 you talk Olu. Okay, I'll talk Olu here. Um, Olu Vashanu, Penn State, uh, 6'6", 321, an 88.4 pass blocking grade, a 70.5 run blocking grade, zero sacks, 10 pressures allowed this season. Um, we're talking about athletes in this class. This dude is a gifted athlete. The way he moves off the snap, he looks like an elite tackle. Um, he has a quick, really balanced set in pass pro. He slides and mirrors really, really well. Just it, it looks easy for him when he moves on the football field. He's got long arms. The hand placement technique, especially in pass protection, is elite. Um, he finds the strike zone and hits it. Um, he's quick out of his stance. His short area movement is is elite. Can get out and move. Can run into the second level. Can finish people in the second level, even though that's not really his game. Um, he can do it, but I think this dude needs to be coached up a little bit more with his temperament and his run game blocking, which I'll get to right now. Some of the weaknesses. Um, I mentioned that hand placement is fantastic, but the strike just isn't as tough as I want it to be. I would say that all Latham. Huaga all have better strikes than he does at the initial point of attack. Um, some of the other things I noted, he's sometimes a catcher and he exposes his chest. I had this thing with Darnell Wright last year. Um, and I know you you were very high on, on Darnell Wright. I think Darnell Wright has cleaned that up significantly in the NFL. I thought he was awesome this year for Chicago. I think this is an easy thing for Olu to fix because he's so gifted. Um I just think he needs to use his full length and not not give up his chest so much. And then in the run game, I just want him to be more physical. He's a finesse player. Uh, we'll call it what it is. He's a finesse player. Um, needs to maintain that base, use his length to sustain blocks, and let runners get through gaps. Sometimes he just gives up um, when he thinks running backs are getting through and doesn't want to hold. But this dude is a damn good offensive lineman. He hasn't played a ton of football. He came to, into football late, too, so he's still growing as a prospect, but I think all the athletic tools um, that he has at his disposal and you see the refined technique already at such a young age, he's going to be a really good offensive uh, NFL player. Yeah, I mean, th- this is a fourth-year player who's going to be a 21-year-old rookie, yeah, so crazy. he's got two full seasons in the Big Ten against elite competition, um, so I think it's really going to help him from day one. And I think, like you said, he's the best pass, pure pass protector in this class. His uh, mirroring ability is top notch. He he's another one. He's one of these freaks who's six, six, three twenty one, but he's light, like a feather on his feet. It's very strange. Um, His hand usage, like you said, I think is accurate, accurate punch. He leaves a little bit desired. He's kind of got like some little pillow hands, but that that'll come as he matures. He's like we said, he's still a young type of guy. Uh, and you said too, like his even though it's not like his strong suit, he does have range where you you can pull him and get him out in space and have him be a lead blocker. Uh, just, just pure pure athleticism and size alone will do the job there. Um, and I think on the negatives, you mentioned the run blocking. Uh, I think balance and just core strength overall. He kind of he's on the dirt a lot, which is a little worrisome. Um, and then just his overall p- power profile, I think. So he had 10 total pressures allowed this year, six against Ohio State, and JT2 and Molowau in the last two years has kind of uh, had his number, to say the least. And that's a, that's a guy who yeah. kind of has a power profile, strong hands. And I feel like when he got into uh, Olu's chest, like you said, Olu's like more of a catcher. I think that's where you really saw that lack of 
elite anchor ability kind of come out where he was kind of just getting grown man like ran through. So you have to assume that maybe that strength will come as he gets older. He's like he's still a young player, but those for that reason, he's number two for me. Nice. Uh, and then talk about your boy, J.C. Latham at one. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think really what does the trick for me, why he's my number one guy, is just demeanor. This I mention it all the time. I like my linemen to be just ass kick- kickers, and this guy just he, – he's a bully, dude. He'll finish guys 10 yards downfield, and like whistle, it's like Michael Orr on the blind side where he's like taking him to the bus. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Uh, this is a guy, he started 13 games for right tackle. He had some experience as guard as a true freshman as well. Uh, one sack allowed, three hits, 11 total pressures, and seven penalties this year. I think he cut those down from 10, so they're Ten. still coming down, but he can be penalized a little bit. He's a, a different type of frame. Like, he's massive. He's wide, dude. This guy built like a like a fucking like a vending machine with limbs, as I like to say. He, he's got a very wide frame. Uh, I think his hands are are very powerful as well. I think they're, they're another one. It gives me the Darnell Wright vibes. He kind of just like jolts defenders when he punches them. Um, but I think for what really impressed me too, for a guy this size, his feet and athleticism, he's got really good range and pass protection. Uh, his kick slide, uh, he gets out of his stance very fast. I think sometimes he does it too much. I mentioned over summer scouting, he kind of gives up that inside uh, lane. I think he kind of he worked on it this year where he doesn't overset as frequently, but he can still tend to do it. But that's something that with coaching, I think that will get worked out. He'll be a little bit more consistent with his path. Um, on the negatives, I mentioned the oversetting can lead to that inside move. Uh, and I think also with the oversetting, the timing of his punch can be off as well. So sometimes he'll get a little too far back and he won't strike in like the perfect time and then allowing the defenders to strike first. And uh, his anchor ability, I feel like sometimes he doesn't drop his hips quick enough where he can give up some ground. It's also almost like, I don't know if it's gives him ground as much as like, he just gets like a little bit off balance. So I think he need yeah, he, he leans back a little bit. That was perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think he's got to see work it on in my it. sleep. Yeah. He's got to work on his posture. I'm just getting on his heels. Yeah. But he, he stops them. It's weird. Like, but he just doesn't look like he doesn't have his feet underneath him. So yeah, he's someone he's got to work on his posture a little bit, but this guy has all the tools to be a franchise right tackle. And I think he's got all pro potential day one starter. I, I I love this guy. He, he I feel like he's the type of guy who's gonna bring a demeanor to the uh to that offensive line unit too, which I love. Yeah, he's been an interesting one too because I feel like I've seen a pretty wide array of ranges for him. Um, obviously, I've seen him as high as number one tackle in the class for, from you. Um, our boys that we love over at the NFL Stock Exchange, Connor Rogers, had him at seven, I think. Um, so there is varying opinions around him around the league. I'm more in the camp with you um i mean i have this guy as a top 12 prospect um and i agree i think the temperament that he plays with the grip strength and the lower body that he has is just the makings of of an all pro um and like you said at 335 the way he fires out of his stance it's rare It, it just is he's a rare athlete um in a class that has a lot of rare athletes um some of the weaknesses for me, why I have him a little lower, I have the same thing as you. That that kick step, it threw me for a loop a couple of times because there are some times where he oversets and then he gets his face crossed. And then there are also times when he tries to time it off the snap and he gets crossed. So I think just consistency in his kickback um, needs to get cleaned up. It also led to a couple of false start penalties, which just 
you just need to clean it up before you get to the NFL. Um, obviously, things like that are going to happen, but um, I think he tries to do it a little too often where he tries to get too big of a jump on some edges and especially against some guys where he doesn't need to. Like, he, he was playing, I forget what game I was watching, but, like, there's no way this edge is going to blow by him and he's trying to jump, jump the snap a little bit. Like, just be you and you're going to make the block. Like, that's all you need to do. Just getting a little bit of ahead of himself. Um, and then the last thing I wrote, like we were just mentioning, the balance, I think, on some plays. I think there are times where he just relies solely on his lower body strength and thinks I can hold up against anybody and his feet just aren't set. And then he will get on his heels. Um, you saw it when they, when they played Michigan, I think the first like two snaps of the game, I don't know if he was not ready to go. I don't know how he couldn't be ready to go in a game like that. Um, but like he got bold in the first like two snaps of the Michigan game, just because his feet weren't set underneath him. I think he calmed down a little bit and played well after that, but just some, just some things to clean up. But like I said, this is a top 12 player in my rankings, and uh, he's going to – another one, a damn good NFL player, I think, at the next level. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be curious to see how these tackles uh, end up going because I was the one who said with Darnell, right, too, I think I, – I, I said it earlier, I'm like, this guy's going to go a lot earlier than people think. And I, I maintain that with J.C. Latham. I know a lot of people are talking about him as like OT4-5 range. I do end up. I do think he like you, like you said with Fuaga, top thirteen pick. I think Latham is going to end up being a top thirteen pick. Yeah, I mean, I think I have at this moment right now. I have all seven guys as top thirty five prospects. Like these are all really really good tackles, um, and these guys are all going to go a lot of them in round one and some of them early round two. Um, let's talk about a couple guys who are out. Actually, before we get to that, read me through uh, your top seven for the people. Uh, so top seven, got J.C. Latham from Alabama at one, Olu Fashanu from Penn State at two, Joe Alt from Notre Dame at three, uh, Talese Fuaga from Oregon State at four, Amaris Mims from Georgia at five, Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma at six, and then Jordan Morgan from Arizona at seven. Nice. So I have Joe Alt from Notre Dame at number one, Olu Fashanu from Penn State at two, J.C. Latham from Alabama at three, Talese Fuaga from Oregon State at four, Amarius Mims from Georgia at five, Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma at six, and then Jordan Morgan from Arizona at seven. Talk to me about a few guys uh, who you liked outside your top seven. So uh, I'm going to start with Kansas tackle Dominic Pooney. Uh, this is a fun watch for me. I really like this player. Yeah. I, I, I was, if I was more confident he was a true tackle, I think I would have had him at seven. Um, he's this is a guy six four and three eighths, three hundred twenty three pounds. 10 inch hands and he's got 33 and a three quarters inch arms. So he's got plenty of length to play the position. Um, he's a six year senior. He played his first four seasons at central Missouri and he spent the last two seasons at Kansas. I think last year he was a left guard for 12 starts this year, left tackle. Um, I think what stands out to me is his ability to block on the move. He's very comfortable. Albeit he's a, he's an average athlete. He's not like one of these guys that like Mims or JC Latham. He's just very average, but he plays completely in control of himself. And when he's pulling, dude, he's a man on a mission. And I feel like he just lights up his target in front of him. So I love I love him as a puller. I think his grip strength is another thing as well. Um, I feel like once he locks on, it's really hard to get his hands unlatched. So uh, for those couple of traits, I feel like maybe guard is his home in, in the future. But this is a guy I do think he can play tackle in a pinch. Uh, I view him as a day one starter in the NFL. He may be a top end up being a top 50 player for me. Yeah, he was a good one. I have a an early round three grade on him right now, but like you said, 
um, with the position versatility that, I mean, he was playing center at, at the senior bowl yeah, too. He got, he got that. reps at all three positions. Um, so this definitely could be a guy that goes at the back end of, of round two. I could definitely see it. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, Kingsley Suamatia from BYU. Um, 6'6", 325, uh, actually, excuse me, 6'4", 329, um, had 34 and 2 eighths inch arms, uh, had an 83.4 pass blocking grade, 52.9 run blocking grade, two sacks, 15 pressures allowed this this season. This is another one, a really, really good athlete at the position, really quick feet, he's fast getting downhill. There are some people saying that he could run in the high four eights at the combine, which would just be outstanding. He was on Bruce Feldman. I think he was number three on Bruce Feldman's freak list at the beginning of the season, just the way he runs down the field. It's pretty hilarious. Um, another one, I forget what game I was watching it from. But the first play, they had a read option. Quarterback kept it, got down the field, and he was running with the quarterback. I was fucking crying laughing how fast he was moving compared to some of the other players. Uh, oh, it was a Texas Tech game, if you want to go watch that. Um Slides and mirrors really well, and pass protection uses his length to his advantage. Um, he uses his arms to get the initial push, and then he can reattach to get him in a better position. Um, I also think he's a really smooth mover, especially getting to the second level. Really good coordination. Um, he's also the cousin of Panay Sewell and Noah Sewell, so he's got NFL pedigree, especially offensive tackle pedigree in the family. Um, some of the weaknesses right now, the punch isn't really that strong. I wanted to see him jolt edges back more with his hands. He really reminds me uh, of Olu. Uh, maybe just like a little thicker body, but um, I feel like they have a very similar play style. Um, and then one of the other things that I wrote in run plays, especially when he's getting to the second level, there are just too many plays where he's not touching somebody. Even if it's the wrong guy sometimes, I want you to hit somebody. Like you need to clear somebody out of the way. Um, so there were just a few plays. He got to the second level, just didn't know who to get. Um, so I think that'll come with time, but, uh, I, I think he's, he's a really good player. And I think this is a player that could go, uh, in mid round, uh, in the mid second round. Yeah. This is a tackle. This is, you know what I mean? Like there's some guys that we questioned about whether they can be tackle guard. This is a true tackle. He played either side of the ball. Um, I do love his hand usage as well. He's got a really strong inside hand. Um, and I feel like he does a good job hand fighting as well. You like you said, he his his original punch may not be the strongest, but I feel like he does a good job resetting inside. Um, I had him as a, a second round pick as well. I feel like in this class, though, man, uh, we all know the demand for offensive linemen. If someone gets the uh, a good taste for this guy, I can see him going at the end of round one just because of that athletic pedigree and just the cut. He, I, I think I texted you, he looks like Panay Sewell, like uh, yeah, body type wise. So he's 34 and quarter inch arms, 10 and three eighths inch hands, six, four. I mean, he's an NFL body, so he'll go in the top 50 picks for sure. Right. I have him at eight. Um, who are some other guys that you want to talk about? So I'm going to talk about one who I don't even know where to rank. I don't know how to rank, but he's fucking um, intriguing to say the least is Kieran Amigdaji. I don't know if I said that right. Pretty Sorry. good. I think, I, I think honestly, I did better than I thought I would. Yeah, that's but pretty from, good. From Yale, he's six five three eighteen. Um, he's just, he is a rare athlete type. He is, he's got very long arms. He explodes out of his stance, uh, strong grip strength. But the only thing is he played in this Ivy league school where they don't have pass sets. <laughs> like I, I, they, <laughs> they legit just don't have, it. I was trying to find, it. I think he had like, he only played four games 
uh, the season, if I'm not mistaken, due to injury. And he had 36 true pass sets in those four games. So really hard to try to see what kind of a pass protector he is, and especially as a tackle. Like, that's what he's going to be doing. Um, but he's a really good run blocker, great athleticism. So he's kind of he's a guy who I view as like a third-round pick, probably just because of athletic profile, and you stash him and try to develop him uh, and maybe start him in his second year. Yeah, I early round three for him, too. Um, love what you said. The the run game, he's he's outstanding. The leg drive is just great. He's always keeps his feet moving. He's always pushing forward. Um, I think he's got good balance. I mean, it's t- it is tough to to scout Yale because um, he's such a rare athlete. And sorry to everybody else on the Yale football team, but you're not rare athletes. <laughs> um, so it, it's it's interesting to watch him. But I do think with his athletic profile that. Um, Top 75 pick is easily in the cards for him. Yeah, he's got some guard versatility, too. I think he played 10 games at left guard as well. So um, I like that versatility, especially when his ability to run block, you can see why he can be a guard. Yeah, let's get a, a couple more guys quickly here. Um, I'm going to talk about Javon Foster, who's a guy that I really liked during the Senior Bowl. Um, I was texting a, a little bit before the Senior Bowl, too. Out of Missouri, um, 6'5", 319 insanely long arms 35 inch arms um he really uses it to his advantage zero sacks 13 pressures allowed um this dude is all power that's his game is just predicated on power um he just bitches people when he's right he bitches people um in the run game his long arms allow him to hit the edge and then get to the second level and then touch somebody else i really love that he's got a really high football iq too Picks up stunts and blitzes really well. Communicates to the rest of the offensive line. Really liked what I was watching. Some of the weaknesses right now, and I think this is why he's kind of a developmental tackle. The big thing for me, the inconsistent kick slide. He's going to struggle with elite speed. That kick slide, it moves like five centimeters. He just doesn't move at all off the snap. It's really weird. Um, Maybe it's because his arms are so long and he can just make play without doing it. But... At the NFL level, he's going to struggle with elite speed to the outside. Just He doesn't have the quickest feet to recover, and he's not kick sliding back far enough. Um, so I think he might be a better right tackle to start just because of his power profile. He, he plays some right tackle too, right? Um, I'm I pretty think sure he played early in his career he did. I'd have to double check that. Um, and then the last thing, he had 10 penalties last season. Just needs to clean up the hand placement technique. A ton of holding calls that, that I saw, but... I do think this is a guy in round four as a swing tackle, as a developmental tackle. He's got high upside because uh, I really like his temperament that he plays with, and obviously the long arms are are great. Yeah, I agree. I think he may be sneaking in the back of end day two, but I view him as like a, a round four guy, developmental swing tackle. Right. Let's talk about a couple other guys, and then, and then we'll get out of here. Talk to me about Patrick Paul. We need, We haven't mentioned Patrick Paul. This is a guy that came in with a lot of hype. He was the PFF grades were outstanding last offseason. And this is a guy that we really didn't like that much over summer. And I kind of feel the same way about him. Yeah, I'm just it's just not my te- not not my cup of tea, really. Uh athleticism is very questionable. Uh is he's got long arms, but the punch isn't as strong as you'd want it to be. But that being said, with length like he has 36 plus inch arms, uh it's it's gonna intrigue some teams, especially even though even with like the lack of athleticism. But I feel like when I compare him, like just his profile, like I want to say like Dewan Jones, but I've lo- I love Dewan Jones compared Dude, to Patrick Paul. He's so. not even close to the what Dewan Jones yeah, was, right? I so, know, I know, I I get the comparison too, but 
So I, I don't know. I view him as, I feel like a team, if he's, I think similar to Dewan, like if he's there in the fourth round, a team's going to take him. You know what I mean? Just that length is just so hard to, uh, to find. And he's played so much football. I think he's at 42 starts across four years. So I think a team's going to take him as a, a tackle, but whether he can hold up and be a legitimate starter, I have questions about. Yeah, I have a round three grade on him, and it's literally just because of his arm length. That's it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's it. I don't really feel great about him run blocking at all. Um, I think he stands way too upright. Yeah. And even in pass pro, I don't think his kick slide is great. I don't think he mirrors that well, and I think he just makes plays because of his arms. Um, so, I don't know. He's a, he's an interesting one. I want to get one more guy in. Fuck it. Uh, I wanna, this is... This is the tackle class. We got to get all these guys in. Uh, did you watch uh, Matt Goncalves from from Pittsburgh? I I have not. I've seen his name though. I haven't had um, a chance so to watch him. He he only he only played three games this year because he had a toe injury that he needed surgery. But this guy was oh, really good. He's already out then. Yeah. Toe injury? I'm just kidding. <laughs> a toe injury that needed surgery. When I read that, I was like, a toe injury that needed <laughs> surgery. Um, must have been real bad. Um. But this guy was really good in, in 2022. Pretty sure he was all, all ACC in, in 2022. Um, prototype body, 6'6", 330. Um, he's got a really athletic frame. He's got really long arms. Plays with a wide base. Has power and physicality in the run game. I really like his temperament in the run game. He's another one who looks to finish his people. I think for him, um, leverage has been an issue. He's a taller guy. Um, and another one with not the best kick slide. I think he could be susceptible to edge rushers, but this is another guy that I think he's played a decent amount of football. And I think you can throw him in as a spot starter uh, in his rookie year. I think he's a day three pick, but I think he's high upside day three pick. It's like Carter Warren. Yeah, he played, he took over for Carter Warren at, at Pittsburgh uh, when he was hurt. All right. We got a lot of guys in there. I think we, I think we got like 14 or 15 guys in there. So, Really good to get um, a really strong tackle class out there. A lot of these guys are going to be day two picks, too. Yeah, I mean, over, let's say this. Over, under, two and a half of these guys that we just mentioned goes day three. Of the guys we mentioned? Fuck. Well, uh, three and a half. We'll call it three and a half. Uh, I'll go under. Okay, I like that. I'll go over still. but. <laughs> All right. Anything else before we get out of here? No, on to the next one. Ain't that the truth? Uh, for the people at home, we got the corners coming up next. Another really good group um, at a position of need for a lot of teams and uh, a priority position for sure. That's going to wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our offensive tackle ranking. Stay locked in with us. Like we said, corners are coming up next week. Um, wide receivers are coming up. Might have a mock draft here or there, some big boards. So post post combine two run mock draft. I just decided. Love it. it. Love it. I'll put it on the schedule. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at two tackles with the number two. You can also find us on underdogpodcast.com and stick with us as we head towards this 2024 NFL draft. Ray, my friend, appreciate you.